Section 46 of From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Johns, Salt Lake City, Utah. From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. How Beowulf Delivered Heorot. Retold from the Old English Epic beowulf o oh. we have heard tell of the might in days of old of the danish folk kings how deeds of daring were done by their athlings for long in the walled towns was hrothgar and beloved folk king of the skildings known to fame among the peoples a great following of dear kinsfolk and young warriors dwelt in his hall and obeyed him gladly then it burned in his spirit to bid men build him a dwelling greater than children of men had ever heard tell of and there within it to share with young and old the blessings that god had given him on all his kindred far and wide through the mid-earth was the task laid of making fair the folk hall speedily it befell that it was in every wise ready the greatest of hall houses and he made for it the name of Hierodi that is to say the stag the hall rose lofty and broad gabled made out of timber its steep roof plated with gold that shone from afar the main pillar at each end rose high among the gable peak carven and painted bearing antlers of the stag spoils of the chase decked it without within it was hung with hangings then hrothgar belied not his pledge unto his kinsmen and retainers but held a great feast when the hall was complete dealing out generously unto them rings and plates of gold brooches collars armlets swords and treasures in abundance each day was heard loud rejoicing in the hall with sound of harp and clear song of gleemen so the warriors lived in joy and plenty till a foul fiend fell prowler about the borders of the homes of men heard their rejoicing and being enemy of all mankind a lonely one terrible himself bereft of joy could not abide that others should be happy this grim demon who trod in man's shape the path of exile save that he was greater in size than any man held the moors the fens and fastnesses and was called grendel when night had come grendel came to spy about the house and see how the danes had left it after the feastings there he found a company of athelings asleep the baneful white grim and greedy fierce and pitiless man devouring slew where they rested all those thirty thanes thence fared he back homeward exultant with his spoils at dawn with break of day came servants to the place there was the mead hall that lordly dwelling empty of athelings with bench-boards overturned and everywhere signs of struggle the cry of those who saw brought hrothgar to the spot he looked about and found gigantic footsteps leading from the hall to the sluggish waters of the mountain tarn the dwelling-place of grendel then was weeping upraised in heorot after all their glad feasting sorrow of soul was theirs and mood of mourning the king himself sat joyless sorrowing for his thanes nor was it longer than after one night that grendel again wrought murderous destruction still more grievous 
too old was the white-haired rothgar friend of the people to fare forth himself to meet grendel full often boasted his warsmen that they would await in the meat-hall the monster whenever they did so by just so many the less were the king's thanes numbered next day at last could the athelings no more sleep in the hall but must find a place of rest apart till the fairest of dwellings stood idle and useless so soon as the evening's light had faded from the heavens thus had grendel mastery and ward against the right he alone against all a great while it was twelve winters that the king endured this woe the grisly monster the dark death shadow rested not in pursuit of young and old night after night he held the misty moors and in this wise wrought many an outrage so without ceasing rothgar brooded his season of sorrow despairing of succor in due course it became known openly to the children of men as gleemen sang the sorrowful song abroad how grendel strove against rothgar so it chanced that beowulf the great thane of hygelac king of the great folk heard tell of the tale when he was from home strongest in might of manhood was beowulf noble and powerful out of largeness of soul he bade be fitted for him a good sea-goer and said he would fare over the whale-path over the waters to seek out rothgar and aid him to master the foe then the valiant-minded hero took to himself picked warriors of the great folk the boldest he might find they bare their bright trappings war-gear splendorous into the vessel and shoved out the well-joined wood on its willing journey over the swan road sped by the wind the foamy-necked ship glided the waters likest a bird till on the day following the seafarers saw the land the shore-cliffs gleaming before them thereupon the great folk sprang to the beach and fastened their vessel god they thanked because the wave-paths had proved easy for them then from the steep shore the warden of the skildings whose duty it was to keep watch of the sea-cliffs saw the warsmen bear over the bulwarks their shining shields and gear ready as for battle their burnies hard hand-linked armor of metal rings gleamed from afar and on their gold-decked helmets graven boars kept watch as if grimly warlike of temper the warden was fretted in his mind's thought with the wish to know what men they were what men are ye having battle-gear clad in burnies he shouted who thus come leading a deep ship hither over the sea-road over the waters we have come with kind intent to seek thy lord beowulf and made known his race and errand to those shores i gather that this fellowship is of true thought toward the lord of this gildings spake the warden in answer and guided the great folk till they saw before them splendid and covered with gold the timbered house where the king dwelt that was among earth-dwellers famed beyond all others of halls under heaven the sheen of it flashed over many lands a cobbled street led them further thus they came faring first to the hall and were led by a warrior where rothgar sat old and with hair exceeding white among his band of athelings then spake beowulf refuse me not one boon o prince of the bright danes guardian of warriors beloved friend of the people that i alone with my band of earls may cleanse heorot by my single hand that i may bring grendel the demon to judgment so hrothgar bade beowulf welcome 
and told in sorrow of soul the story of grendel the horror that compassed him a bench was set for the strong-hearted ones the great men and all were bidden to feast together the king sat on his high seat at the head of the hall his retainers and guests at tables on a raised platform along the sides of the room while a fire blazed red on the earthen floor in the centre of the chamber a thane looked to the task set him to bear in his hands the fretted alstop and pour out the shining mead now and again the gleemen sang clear there was joy among the warriors and laughter of heroes wealthiel the queen in her deckings of gold came forth mindful of courtly custom to pass the mead cup she greeted the men in the hall and then as wife free-born gave the cup first to the king he in gladness partook of the feast and the hall cup then the proud thoughted queen decked with her diadem went about to old and young in every part giving the gemmed beaker till the time came that she should bring it to beowulf she greeted the lord of the gates and thanked god for the coming of one to help in their trouble then answered beowulf either i will do deeds that shall free your people wholly or fall in the fray fast in the fiend's grip these words pleased the lady in her deckings of gold she passed on to sit the free-born folk-queen beside her lord then again as erstwhile was brave speech spoken in the hall in gladness were the people till hrothgar had a mind suddenly to seek his evening's rest for he knew that an onslaught was proposed on the high wall by the monster so soon as they might no more see the sun's light when night should grow dusk over all and creatures of the shadow realm come stalking dark beneath the sky then hrothgar lord of the skildings and wilfio his wife went forth from the hall with their troop of warriors beowulf and his men were left alone in the place truly the prince of the gates put ready trust in his bold might and in the lord's grace he took off his iron burney and all his war-gear he laid aside with my hand-grip shall i join with the fiend he cried and at the end may the wise god the holy lord award the mastery on either hand as seemeth him meet then the brave one in battle mounted his bed and about him many a sturdy seafarer bowed him to his hall rest not one of them thought that he thereafter should ever again seek his loved home his people or the free town where he was reared but the lord gave help and aid to the great men such that through one man's strength the foe was defeated the truth is made known that the mighty god ruleth mankind from everlasting in the dark night came striding the walker in shadow from the moor from under the misty fells came grendel striding under the clouds he went till he might see without trouble the mead hall the treasure-house of men brave with gold so came he the warring one severed from joy the door fastened with bars forged in the fire soon gave way when he laid hold of it with his hands bent on evil puffed up with wrath he brake open the mouth of the hall quickly then the fiend strode in on the shining floor strode on fierce of mood an unlovely light likeness to flame stood in his eyes he saw in the hall many warriors sleeping then his heart laughed within him he thought the grisly monster to have a fill of feasting but beowulf bold of heart was watching intently for a beginning grendel seized quickly on a sleeping thane and devoured him 
then he stretched out his claw to reach for the hero with set purpose beowulf grasped that arm with a hand grip that had the strength of thirty soon found that herder of evils that never in any other man had he met with a mightier hand grip grendel was affrighted mind and heart his one thought was to get him gone he was minded to flee into the darkness away to his fen lairs to seek the drove of devils but he could not get his arm free then the lordly hall grew clamorous with din of struggle mead benches many decked with gold fell over on the floor the thanes awoke and panic fell on all who heard the outcry god's foe yelling out his stave of terror his song of defeat then found he that before in mirth of mood had wrought mankind many evils that his body would avail him not much too strongly that one held him who had of men the strongest might in this life's day the grisly monster struggling wrenched his own arm at last clean from the socket to the fenfells he must flee away wounded unto death but with the valorous one he left his arm and claw so was fame of the battle given to beowulf for had the wise one and bold cleansed heorot and saved it from peril in the morning from far and near the leaders of the people fared through the wide ways to see the tracks of the foe to scan the way he trod after his undoing how worsted in the fight he bare himself away to die in the mirror of the monsters back then from the mirror on their joyful way went riding the old tried comrades men of valor on their dapple greys and many a youth likewise measuring the yellow road with his courser the king himself also walked in stately wise from the queen's bower with a great company and the queen with her train of women paced up the path beside him to the mead hall where hung the claw of the fiend the trophy of victory thus hrothgar spake now hath a man through the lord's might done a deed we might none of us compass aforetime for all our wisdom now will i love thee beowulf best of men as a son in mine own heart may the almighty requite thee with good as till now he hath ever done forthwith hrothgar bade men deck beorot and prepare a feast gleaming with gold shone the hangings on the wall in reward for his victory the king gave beowulf a golden standard a bordered war-banner a helmet and bumi and other mighty treasures he bade eight steeds their harness heavy with gold to be led indoors to the floor of the hall these likewise he gave to beowulf nor were the earls who came with beowulf over the swan road unrewarded with gifts then came forth wealthio the queen under her golden diadem to give her gifts to the conqueror songs and sound of playing were heard in the hall again rose the revel the clamor among the benches resounded clear when that even came hrothgar led beowulf and his men to sleep in a place of honor apart from the hall but there remained to keep watch in beorot unnumbered danish earls for they thought that all danger was past through the length of the raised platform they spread beds and pillows their weapons and armor they laid by their heads then sank down to sleep but grendel's mother kept thought of her sorrow as she won a monster wife in form like a woman she dwelt midst the water's terrors in the cold tarn an outcast filled with hatred greedy and dark of mood she came to heorot to avenge her son into the hall she came stalking and straightway was terror there 
as in the days of grandel some of the earls seized their weapons many in utmost confusion thought not of helmet or boomy but the monster was in haste and in no mood to linger quickly she seized in her grip one of the athelings dearest of all to hrothgar then in her other hand she grasped grandel's arm the trophy of victory and made off to the fens loud was the outcry in heorot sorrow began anew and the old king was stricken in spirit from his rest was beowulf fetched the warrior crowned with victory a steed with plaited mane was bridled for hrothgar and forth he fared with beowulf amidst a footband of warriors they followed the track of the monster over the murky moors along the forest ways over the steep stone fells by beetling cliffs and many a monster's lair till they came to a mountain forest dank and foul the joyless wood leaning over the poor rock and beneath it a tarn of black and boiling waters above hung dark mists and over all played a weird and fearful light here beowulf bade farewell to his comrades and hasted in his valour to plunge down into the waters it was a day's while fay he swam about encountering many a monster ere he fell in with her he sought then a great claw laid hold on him and dragged him down down to a fearsome hall a cavern at the tarn's bottom where no water entered by the light of fire a flashing flame he saw it was grendel's mother who held him then the lord of the greats shrank not at all from the strife but seized the fiend by the shoulder long they struggled together useless was beowulf's sword against such a she-one he cast it aside the strong and steel-edged set with jewels and trusted once more to the might of his hand-grip at last spent in spirit the fighter on foot strongest of warriors tripped so he fell then the water-wife threw herself on him drew her dagger broad and bright-edged so had the hero foremost of fighters gone to his death had not holy god the wise lord held sway over the victory awarding it a right among the war-gear on the cave's walls the ruler of men vouchsafed it to beowulf to see of a sudden a blade oft victorious an old sword of the giants doughty of edge the glory of warriors choicest of weapons it was save that it was greater than any man else might bear to the battle beowulf seized it and smiting slew grendel's mother steadfast of thought the hero looked through the cavern and finding where grendel lay dead bore off his head as token to hrothgar that there lived no more such a doer of evil soon was he swimming that had borne erstwhile the battle-shock of the foe in his hand the war-brand the sword began to melt like an icicle for foulness of the waters where demons had died till naught remained but the hilt decked with dragons up through the waters he dove the safeguard of seafarers the strong of heart came swimming safely to land then went to him his chosen band of thanes who alone had awaited his coming god they thanked for they had thought him dead so long had he been in the water forth then they fared by the footpath joyful of heart bearing grendel's head unto hrothgar in the hall brave with gold thus spake beowulf lo with joy we have brought thee lord of the skildings in token of glory the sea-spoil thou here beholdest not easily came i forth with my life almost had i been overborne save that god shielded me henceforth i promise thee thou mayest sleep in heorot 
free from care with thy fellowship of warriors thou needest no longer a lord of the skildings have dread of death peril then the white-haired king kissed the best of thanes and clasped him about the neck while his tears fell for heartfelt thanks now that beowulf's work was done and beorot cleansed of demons the great men were eager to fare once more to their people so the hero great of soul went with his earls where his sea-goer rode at anchor there they bade the spear-danes farewell and stepped into their vessel to fare forth over the swan road over the whale-path homeward to their great land end of section forty six recording by dion johns salt lake city utah